Hello, and thank you for joining with us again as we look um, in our sermon series at the greatest commandment. And we read about the great commandment today in the Gospel of Mark. Before I get to the greatest commandment, I just want to talk a little bit about friendship. Um, I feel really blessed, whether I look at my life right now or I look back on my life, um, I have wonderful friends. I feel truly blessed with wonderful friends. I've always felt like I'm the kind of person who just needed a very small circle of friends. There's a couple of people, just a couple that I could rely on, that I could spend time with, um, that I could be relied upon, just a couple that I could be relied upon to help. Um, and I remember when Facebook was first introduced, Facebook calls contacts friends, and the longer you're on Facebook, you end up with a lot of friends on Facebook, hundreds of friends on Facebook, and yet um, they kind of push the boundaries of the definition of what a friend is. Some some of them are people that you've never met. They're just friends of friends. Um, and uh, deeply ironically, actually, this week, Facebook in Australia is in the news because the Australian government is seeking to introduce legislation which will see platforms like Facebook and Google have to pay for news articles which are shared on their platform. And in response, Facebook wiped the account of an awful lot of organisations and, um, and individuals uh, in Australia, once again testing our definition of what it means to be a friend. But of course, you know, there are different kinds of friends, different levels of friendship, if you like. There are, there are indeed fair weather friends. There are um, shallow friendships. Uh, there are fleeting friendships. We, we talk about these sort of friendships and, and actually they're not to be disparaged, but um, they're just not as good as the really deep friendships we can have. I mean, there are people in our lives who you know, there might be people at work or um, kids, friends at school, um, uh, other friends that we make friends with while we're going through a particular season of life or while we work at a certain place or study at a certain place. And then when we move on, when our life moves on to some next season, um, we find that that friendship doesn't travel with us. Um, and that reveals the friendship to have not been very deep, uh, although still a blessing for what it was. Um, but remarkably, there are some people that seem to be committed to us for life, uh, friends for life, and um, they make life wonderful. In the Bible, there's a description of a friendship between King David and Jonathan, and there's a beautiful phrase to describe their friendship. It, it's written in 1 Samuel 18. It says this, their souls were knit together. Their souls were knit together. Knitting. I guess today we might say of a friend that they stuck by us. Um, but scripture uses the phrase knitted. Uh, they were knitted together through thick and thin. Uh, they stayed together. They were friends uh, regardless of what they were going through. They maintained their friendship. And that's wonderful. It's wonderful to have friends that seem to enjoy our company no matter what we're doing, whether we're standing by a barbecue and having a drink together or whether we're, you know, um, looking after each other's kids, whether we're happy, celebrating something great that's happened or uh, even when we're sick, um, even when we're, you know, sad, uh, they're still our friends. They, those friendships are really the ones that make life wonderful. As I read the great command to love God with all our soul, 
to love God with all of our soul, which is, you know, also how the Bible describes us being friends with God. That's what it, it wants, that kind of friendship. It wants us to have that kind of friendship with God where we, where we say it's like our souls are knit together. We love God with all of our soul. When we read that great commandment, um, I don't know about you, but I find it very challenging. Uh, how much do I love God? Um, am I truly God's friend in that deep sense of the word? Uh, or is my friendship with God more superficial, more fleeting? What kind of friend am I to God? Is the adjective um, loving the right adjective uh, for my friendship with God? It seems incredible that we can even know God, let alone love God, be God's friend. And yet the Bible makes this incredible claim that we can know God, that God loves us and that we can love God back, that we can know God, that we can love God, that we can know God not because we're really smart, but because God has revealed to us in human flesh. God stepped down from heaven and became human, walked among us, and Jesus said, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father, because he and the Father are one, he claimed. Father, Son, and Spirit. He, he described them as this beautiful fellowship and said that if you put your faith in the Son, Jesus Christ, that Father, Son, and Spirit will all come to dwell with you. Jesus said before he ascended to heaven that he wouldn't leave his followers alone, uh, wouldn't leave them in loneliness, but would send his Spirit to dwell within them. is I can't think of a more profound way in which we can be friends with God than have God's very spirit dwell in our soul, with our soul. Incredible. So we can know God, not because we're smart, but because God has revealed himself to us, not just in these words, but in the person of Jesus Christ. And we can love God, not because we've got big hearts, but because God has loved us. God has loved us and God promises. In Hebrews 13, it says, never will I leave you. God is our friend. God is our greatest friend. God loves us and wants us naturally to love back Father, Son and Spirit with all of our soul. It says that there's no greater commandment than to love God with our heart, mind, soul and strength. Well, what is the soul? It sounds vague, and yet we know what it means. We use this phrase. Just think uh, soul mate, soul sister, soul music. You know, all of them. We're using the word soul as an adjective to describe a depth of a relationship, music that really touches us deeply inside, um, friendship that, that goes really deep, soul mate, soul sister. Um, the dictionary says it's that, that, part, that inner part of us which goes on forever. Uh, it's the spiritual, the immortal. Um, death informs us about the soul. Uh, if you've ever been with someone who's passed away, you have a profound knowledge, a sense, undeniable sense that um, the person that you knew and loved is no longer there that what you are with now is a lifeless body, a case, that the real essence of the person 
is missing, is gone. I, I love that phrase, passed away, that the, the essence of the person, the soul of the person has passed on, is somewhere else, um, and that all that remains is the body, not the person. Scripture talks about the soul. It says that our souls can be troubled, that our souls can be tormented, but most of all, that they can be content. And the Bible describes this wonderful relationship of friendship with God that gives our souls rest. Not that they're tired, but gives them their home, you know, their, their, their resting place uh, to come to. I love this expression um, in the book of 3 John. John is writing to his friend Gaius and says this, uh, John writes, To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Even as your soul is getting along well. We should say that more often to each other. How is your soul getting along? Is your soul getting along well? I hope your soul is getting along really well. Um, the Bible says that our souls... Um, are most blessed when they find their rest in God. And here's the words of King David in Psalm 62. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he's my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I'll never be shaken. My soul finds rest in God. And Jesus made that promise. Come to me, he said, and I will give you rest for your souls. Again, not that they are weary, uh, or perhaps they are, but more that they find their home. It's like there is this God-shaped hole in our soul that only a relationship with God through Jesus Christ can fill and give us that sense of peace and contentment and rest. Hmm. There are times when, indeed, I do feel close to God. Um, in the church house where my husband and I live, and I'm an early riser, so the kitchen and the dining room look out over a beautiful valley and the hills beyond of Yarragon, very pretty. And uh, I often am there boiling the kettle and I see just before the sunrise or just the, the first lines of the sunrise. And in moments like that, I feel like I'm, I'm watching God start the day for us, start his day, start our day, opening up the world to us again. And I don't know, maybe that sounds kooky as I say it now, but as I stand at the window waiting for the kettle to boil and I look out, I have this real sense of closeness to God. I wonder if there are times when you feel close to God. People describe that they do feel close to God perhaps when they're um, listening to lovely worship music or when they're praying or when they read scripture and there's some verse that is just like, yes, that really speaks to my situation. That speaks to that I needed to read that today. Um, or when you, when you have a sense that God has answered a prayer, oh my goodness, that really makes you feel close to God. And then that begs the question, when do we feel far from God? I don't know how you would answer that question, but I would say, I feel far from God when I'm avoiding God or when I've done something wrong and that's why 
I'm avoiding God. I, I don't want to, I don't want to confront something with God. I started off talking about friendship and said that it was the right phrase really to understand this command um, in the deepest sense of the word friendship. Uh, that's what we're saying when we love God with our whole soul, that we are the deepest kind of friend with God, knitted together. And that our souls are created to find their resting place in our relationship with God. And that God says, come to me and you'll find that rest and I'll give you my spirit, the spirit that will enliven your soul so that, yes, when you look at a sunrise, you feel close to me. And yes, when you hear beautiful worship music or you hear the wind in the paddock, um, you know, whatever those moments are, the spirit enlivens us, enlivens our spirits so that we have this sense of closeness with God. All sounds beautiful. But um, thinking back on the last year, COVID-19, lockdown, isolation, uh, I wonder if there are some parts of us or some amongst us who actually feel like, in fact, we feel further away from God now than we did a year ago. We feel a bit disconnected from God, um, perhaps because we haven't been able to go to church very often or perhaps because we haven't watched church online very often, but we just have this sense of feeling disconnected. Uh, perhaps you're feeling like you are a bit of a fair-weather friend to God uh, or that your friendship with God was for a season but it's not carrying into your next season. The time that we're entering into um, in the church is called Lent at the moment, and it's the 46 days leading up to Easter when we celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this period of Lent is a wonderful time to renew our friendship with God or to start our friendship with God in the first place. There's a wonderful part of scripture that we read at the start of Lent it's from Joel chapter 2. It says this, Joel chapter 2, verses 12 to 14. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart. Return to the Lord your God, for he's gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love for you. God is your friend. God is my friend. Well, let's spend a few minutes in prayer. I'm going to pray in the first person today. And I'm going to do that in order that if the words that I pray are words that you can echo in your own heart, then as I reach the end of the prayer, say Amen or switch off and keep praying. <laughs> but anyway, let's pray. Lord, we hear your question. Do you love me with your whole soul? Are you truly my friend? And we want to say yes. I want to say yes. And yet I know I'm fickle. And I know that the truth is that sometimes, perhaps always, the answer is no. I don't love you. I'm not your friend. I'm distracted. Or I'm a shallow friend to you at times. Yet here I am today, and I reach out to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who you ordained as my Saviour. 
I renew my friendship with you, Father, Spirit, through the Son. Dwell with me. Let my soul find rest in you. Let it be true of me that in that deep inner part of me that lives forever, there is a knitting together of you with me. Be my light. Come to me in the sunrise, the songs, the wind, the words of your scripture. Be my companion now as I plan for the year ahead, as I start new things and continue with others, plans and relationships, challenges, blessings. Travel with me side by side. And let it be true of me that when my time comes to die, that it is evident that my soul has departed and let it be true that it has departed to heaven to be with you face to face in friendship forever. Amen.